Welcome to Shrink for the Shy Guy. This is the show for you if you are sick and tired of being held back by fear, self-doubt, social anxiety, shyness, anything that's stopping you from you being you. I'm going to share the most powerful tools and resources that I've been discovering over the last 15 years on my journey to eradicate social anxiety and instill confidence, first in myself and then in every single person that I meet on my journey. You're going to learn these tools and how to apply them in your life now so that you can become the most free, powerful, bold, authentic version of you. Welcome to today's episode of the show. I'm Dr. Aziz, and today you're going to hear from someone who is extremely inspiring, who just might inspire you to do what scares you. Now, if you've listened to any episodes of this show, you know that's a that's a common theme, that's a common message that I keep hitting on because it's so essential to overcome any sort of anxiety. We ultimately must confront that anxiety and face it, right? That goes back to exposure therapy, but that goes back to as long as humans have been around because when there's something that scares you, if you confront it, you will grow, you will get stronger, you will learn things. And if you avoid it, I don't know if you just get weaker or it gets stronger. <laughs> Maybe it's both. And so it becomes harder and harder to go do those things that you know you want to do to create a better life, whether it's speaking up or challenging someone or saying no or breaking up or anything that you need to do to live more of your life on your terms authentically with confidence. If you don't face those edges of discomfort of what scares you, it will never happen. It's just a fantasy or a wish or a hope. And that's why I'm excited today to talk with Sadiq, who we'll bring on in just a minute here in an interview I did with him recently, who is a man who's been in my mastermind program for several years. And when he came into that program, he was 100% ready, willing, and determined to face his fears. And uh, he's no stranger to uh, accessing his courage and facing his fears. He actually did some of that before we met. But there were some places, you know, those places that are hard to go to. Um, and for some people, the hard one is just walking into a room and talking to people. But often the really hard stuff is not so dramatically visible. It's behind closed doors. It's with you and a girlfriend or a boyfriend. It's with you and a family member. It's with you in your own mind, really. And no one else knows about it. It's not this big dramatic looking thing, but man, it takes the most courage to be really real with someone close in your life. And that was a place that Sadiq you know, really had a hard time. It was like, how do I be really real when I'm dating someone? I don't want to let someone down. I mean, he's such a, he's got such a big heart that that would almost be a downside when he got into relationships and connections because now he's responsible. And so he started to do the uncomfortable things, do the things that scared him, both socially and relationship and business. And I don't want to just tell you about it. I want you to hear about it from him because it is so inspiring. So let's dive into that interview now and we'll hear it directly from Sadiq. Welcome to the show, Sadiq. Yes. Hi. How are you, Dr. Aziz? I'm do doing this. good, man. I'm excited to talk with you more today. Uh, I love these interviews where I'm interviewing people from the mastermind who've, who've grown, and I particularly love this interview. There's something about you that when I see you or even think of you, it makes me want to smile. And I don't, <laughs> think, 
<laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I, you know, you might say, oh, you say that to everybody. I really don't. And and I don't know what that is. I, there's something very uh, warm and affable about you. So we'll see. Maybe there's there's some secrets there to unpack. But really, the purpose of these interviews is for uh, those listening to hear some of the 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 real experiences of people that are doing this work and growing the ups and the downs and the, and the key distinctions and insights you learn along the way. And so that we can all uh, grow together here as part of mass liberation. So I guess just to give people a little bit of context, what, what were some of the challenges that you experienced with confidence a couple of years back that, that maybe brought you towards some of my, my work? What was, what were you facing? What were some of the difficulties? Yeah. I would say that I was like the ultimate nice guy. I had no boundaries, no, like I couldn't speak my mind. And it was, it was really frustrating to me because I felt like I was living a life for others and not for myself. And it just felt like a prison cell that I couldn't get out of. It just felt so hopeless and bounded down. And it, uh, it was really frustrating to me. And um, I remember at the time I was like going through like relationship problems. I was in a job that I did not enjoy working in. And I just, I just felt like I wanted something more that was, that I was meant to do meant to be. So I remember I was like, I gotta, I gotta, there has to be something for this. And sure enough, like some Google research and stuff, I found you and I was like, this is exactly how I'm feeling. And the rest is just history. Yeah, I love that. And, and the, the key word in there that I heard was boundaries. We're going to circle back to that because when we don't have that clarity or those boundaries, you might end up in finding yourself in circumstances that you found yourself in, which are just not optimal for you. It's not a reflection of what you really want um, because we're not able to really express what we want directly or by going after it. And so you, you were no stranger to taking action. You know, sometimes people come into my world and they're they really avoided action as best as they dang could for many, many years. And then I, you know, part of my role was giving them a nudge and kicking them. Come on, let's go. Uh, but you, you actually, before you came to my world, you, you'd already done some immersion stuff and some action stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I did do um, a lot of like self development programming, especially uh, like men's group and stuff where it's around relationships, particularly where, you know, he kind of wants you to like, hey, talk this way, you know, set like what you want and go for that. And um, while it was good and whatnot, but it wasn't getting to like my core issues. Like I always felt scared and avoidant mm -hmm. and I just didn't want to feel those feelings. I, I was just very like numb to it. I just wanted to avoid all the tension and anxiety and while it was great to avoid that in the moment i just knew that there was something more to me there was more power within me that i could see flourish and i knew like there was just like this gut feeling that i had when um before i joined the mastermind I was like this is exactly what i need to really propel me to the next level 
So, yeah, I would say that um, just being in the mastermind has made a big difference for me. Yeah. And, and it sounds like part of that was really addressing the, the, that core fear and moving towards it. So tell us more about, about that, about what, what did you start to practice or do in the mastermind that maybe was different than before? So first thing first, I had a goal where I would do at least one thing that made me uncomfortable and I would write it down every single day, just any one thing, whether it was just going up to a random stranger and just saying hi, or even at the gym, I used to work out at the gym for three years and I never spoke a single word to anyone there. So as soon as I was in the mastermind, it's like, all right, we got to do things that make me uh, uncomfortable. So I started (laughs) talking to random strangers at the gym. It was so awkward at first, or it felt awkward at first. But I ended up making, I was basically friends with everyone at my gym now. And it was these small steps that really started to uncrack like the shell that was like within me. I wanted to like get out of that shell and doing that and then talking just the social confidence that I got from doing these small, small steps made the biggest difference because I can't, I couldn't like just go and for example, I wanted to like approach beautiful women. I, it was just real. I was like, this is too much. I can't do it. So I just started with like the highs and then I built up to trying to have a conversation and these small, small uh, steps made a huge momentum shift for me. Yeah, absolutely. And so that's really good to see. Cause I think sometimes people, the idea of really a major change in confidence, I'm going to become this different version of me seems sort of well, free feel can feel impossible to people. And then it seems overwhelming and, and really breaking it down into these really, and that's what I, I mean, such a big fan of is, Hey, friendly greetings. In your case, it was, Hey, I'm going to interact with people at the gym. And let's, let's zoom in on that because even that from a high level, someone might be listening and say, Oh, Oh yeah. Yeah. Good for him. <laughs> but, but, they, but then kind of distance themselves and say, I don't know if I'm going to do that. That's weird or that's awkward or that's uncomfortable. And whether it's saying hi to people at the gym or speaking up at work or approaching someone you're attracted to, whatever it is, those initial steps, wow, was there a struggle inside to get yourself to do it? Was there a ton of fear? Did you just push through or is there another experience? What, what was that like? Well, yeah. So yeah, there was a ton of fear and anxiety and I, it was a lot of it was just acceptance, like, hey, this is just how I'm feeling right now. And it's just a feeling. It's a feeling that I can handle. It's a feeling that it doesn't define me. It's, it's, it's just temporary in the moment. Like, after I'm done with this, I'm going to go back to my happy self and just be me. So why, why am I like, why am I just afraid of this feeling? This feeling that I currently have is the difference between me being stuck where I am to the point where I can live an extraordinary life and the world is just there for me in the t- to take. So that's really what it comes down to is just knowing that I can handle these feelings and I can step into the tension and feel it and know that I'm going to be okay in the end. 
Yeah, that's awesome. That's really empowering. And that is true power, right? Because we can, I don't know, let's say someone, you can have a certain approach that maybe gets better responses from women or something that there's some power in that or might feel that way. But what if it doesn't work? Or what if they don't like you? Or what if you feel embarrassed? And so to to know, I mean, now I'm sure you've heard me say it a million times, but one of my teachers said, all of our fears are fears of feelings. And mm-hmm. that's extremely liberating. If you know, okay, what I'm most afraid of is a bunch of discomfort. I can handle that. I can feel anything. Yeah. So you started yeah. uh, taking these actions, leaning in. Uh, you also started bringing more of this, I believe, to uh, speaking up at at work. So tell us about some of the changes that you, you said you were, first you were working at a job you didn't like. Yeah. What, what oh. shifts you made there? Yeah, I was. So at the time I was working for my dad and um, one of the first steps was writing down my goals in the mastermind of what I really wanted out of my life. And I wanted to start my own business. So having that difficult conversation, again, super nervous, anxiety and telling him, I don't want to work with you anymore. Like I want to do my own thing. There was a lot of resistance from him, but. I, I stood my ground. I knew that, hey, like, if I want to live the life that I want to live, I have to take these, this step. And I stepped into it. I basically quit. And I decided to do my own online business, which has finally really taken off. And it's going, re- it's going really incredible. Um, but yeah. Uh, it, it is just again like it's just doing these uncomfortable steps because if I never took the took that step of stepping into that anxiety and fear and worrying about what my dad will think and he'd be like you're leaving the family business all these stories just started popping up but like I said I was like no this is I have these goals I wrote it down specifically I'm in the mastermind these guys are here to support me and it really gave me the courage to just go for um, having my own business. And that's really what it was. It was just having that courage to step into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's powerful. And I know people listening that um, there's people can circle that idea for decades. I'm going to start my own business one day. And you just took a leap into it. And was it, the success in business, something that came easily to you? Was it something you had to do a lot of trial and error with or face rejection or failure? What was your experience with that? Oh man. So, so much, uh, so much struggle in the beginning. There was a lot of, um, like I, when the first product that I ordered from China, it came in and it was just a complete mess. Like the colors were faded. It was, it was these beach towels and the colors were faded and I was like, oh man, like, what was I thinking? All these, the past, like reoccurring thoughts started coming up. Like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'll never be successful. And it, it, it was, it was a struggle. And on top of that, I, <laughs> on top of that, like, uh, I had like my dad <laughs> there's like, see, like, he's very <laughs> did, did he give you so the, like, I told you so, or just, yeah, I told yeah, you oh, so. oh, good. <laughs> but I'm kind of glad he did 
do that because that made me like, no, you know what? I'm going to prove you freaking wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just stuck with the plan and ordered a new batch and that one came out great and I started seeing small small success I realized like hey you know what there is something to this and um I would I will say this one thing this is the one story I love sharing the story with my friends um that made a big shift for me it's when I actually realized I was making huge progress I had a contract set up with one of these uh, vendors and we agreed on a price and everything. They came back to me a week later and they told me they actually calculated it wrong. They said that you have to pay, I don't know how much it was like four or $5,000 more. That really irked me that it, not irked me. That really pissed me off. And I was like, in my, in my heart, in my body, I was like, no, this is not right. Like we agreed on something. The old me would have been like, oh, okay, that's fine. You know what? I'll pay for it. Be done. This time I was like, no, like this doesn't feel right. This is like complete BS. And I told him I not, not through email, nothing on the phone, on video chat, face to face. I told him like, no, I'm not paying for this. It's kind of BS that you're making me uh, try to come back and asking for more money and stuff. And if I was in your shoes, I'm a man who, if he has, if he says he's going to do something to sign something, that's one of my core values. And if you can't meet that, then I don't want to do business with you. They quickly agreed to it and everything. And we hung up the phone. And I remember thinking, I was just sitting there and I was just thinking like, holy crap, did I just do that? Like, did I actually like, like just tell them how I felt like it felt so liberating so free to actually have that feeling within me knowing that I could do that I can feel freedom for like the first time and actually notice this freedom which was which was just beautiful in that moment yeah absolutely man and and I'd imagine what would have held you back from doing that in the past would be some form of I don't want to cause conflict. I don't want to upset people. Guilt, perhaps. So what, what is that? What was that process like? So you're starting to speak up more. Were you experiencing a lot of guilt? And if so, how did you, how did you work with that? What's changed through this process for you around that? Yeah, uh, man, so much shame and guilt. Um, just worrying about what others think has really held me back. It, a lot of it is just comes down to just came down to just practice of just speaking my mind a little bit more and a little bit more and just saying it and accepting what people thought I would, I would always be worried about what others would think and it would, it would cripple me. It, it, it was just so much, anxiety worrying about what you know what will they say what will they do will they be my friend and yeah it, it really stopped me from really being there like being present with people so what what I um what really made the big difference is just you know is just action I I 
I became okay with not everyone liking me. I, I was just like, you know what, no matter how much I try, there's always people that don't like me. So why not just be myself and just accept that, that thought that I had was it, while it was freeing, applying, it took a while. It, it was started off with my friends just sharing how I felt and moving up towards that, whether it was in business, especially relation beginning, especially around my uh, relationship, ton of shame and guilt, um, ending that worrying about how she would feel from me breaking up with uh, her and, you know, seeing her cry, just, it was really constricting. But like I said, I, I realized that, you know what, this, it's, it's something that I'm not responsible for other people's feelings. And that kind of really freed up a lot of the shame and guilt. Yeah, that's a big one. I'm not responsible. And if anyone's listened to the show for any length of time, I'm sure they've heard me talk about that. And yet that's one of those things that you said, it takes a little while for it to sink in. And I remember for me, that was, I was initially introduced to that idea by a guy named Elliot Geller in a, in a men's group that I was in, he was running it. And when I first heard it, I, I thought, well, no, that sounds wrong. That sounds bad. <laughs> I, I, I got to take responsibility and over time, though, I started to see, well, there's taking responsibility for how I show up and what I say and if I communicate with respect or or not. And but then there's how the other person feels. And that truly is outside of, of my control. I'm, I'm curious. So what happens now if you're going to speak up or you're going to share? Do you have to remind yourself? of this stuff? Like, Hey, I'm not responsible for the feelings or is it, is it, is there a certain mindset you have now that allows you to speak up more freely? Um, I would, I do have to remind myself time, uh, time to time. It becomes a lot easier now because I do it a lot more, but there's still times where if I have to tell, especially in business, if I have to tell someone when they're not doing something right, I, I have to like, there's always that like small like resistance that I have to work through. But I know that it's it, when I tell how I feel and just let it be, I'm not trying to like change them or do anything like that. I just expressing myself then it's it, that feeling of just expressing myself and being free is just much more liberating than holding things in. Cause then, then that guilt and shame and if anything, it builds up to like anger and I can't, I can't do that. Like I can't, I don't like, I don't have time to deal with the anger. I'd rather just say it cause it gets to the point and gets things across how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. but of course like that guilt and shame it doesn't like 100% always go away you, I just learned I've learned to just um, deal with it and know that it's just a feeling and it's um yeah it's 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 not something that defines me yeah that's liberating man so uh has your dad come around <laughs> yeah I mean after he saw the success of how how successful my business is now he's definitely come around 
he he's like, well, shit, I wish I made you do this earlier now. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been incredible. Yeah, like my business, you know, going through the mastermind and step doing this discomfortable my own business. I have like, look, I'm right now I'm my warehouse. I have an entire warehouse of my online business. I've traveled to Mexico for two months, staying at the beach, and it's awesome. Like none of this, like none of this would have happened if I never, you know, did all the discomfortable things that I needed to do to build up to this point. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So uh, let's talk about that because there is levels at which I see people get and embrace this, which is discomfort, uh, you know, move towards discomfort, discomfort tolerance, embracing discomfort. It's all pointing towards what we're talking about here, which is instead of avoiding it, you go into it. And I really do. It does seem like that's probably one of, if not the, one of the top determining factors of how much someone grows. Um, I think in life, but while I see them in the mastermind too, and it comes back to that willingness to be uncomfortable and there's levels of that, right? Like someone's totally unwilling, then they don't grow or they're kind of begrudgingly willing, like, okay, I guess I'll do it. Uh, and then there's people that are, okay, yeah, I get it. I got to be uncomfortable. Let me, let me start making a habit of that. And then there's people like you who, uh, there's something that clicks where it's, wait a minute, doing what makes me uncomfortable equals freedom. I want to seek out what makes me uncomfortable. So <laughs> tell me more about that, about your mindset when it comes to discomfort and how you relate to it now. Yeah. Oh man. Like any, just day to day, like if I'm out, anything that I see, like, oh man, like, just 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 like a month ago i um i was out on the street and i was like man i really want to like work on dating women and stuff and i would like to like date a beautiful woman and you know take her on a date and do all these things and the thought of it was actually not fear of like approaching women the the thought was like, man, I can't, I wonder what it's going to be like. It's going to be really exciting. Yeah. There's going to be discomfort, but think of like what, what it can lead to that mind. It was like, a, it was just a different mindset. It was more like positive versus like worrying about like, Oh, what if I get rejected? And it was almost like a, there was like a form of expectancy. Like the more discomfort I put out into the world, I'll get, like rewarded towards the end mm. and I, I one story that i really like i don't think i don't know if i've ever shared this with you but one time i was in uh, la and i was walking down the street and i told i was like you know what i want to feel rejection so i started <laughs> going up to random women and i asked them can you reject me and they would always they would always give like this weird look like what why and uh I remember I met this one lady and I told her, excuse me, could you reject me? And she thought she was on like a TV show. <laughs> so I was like, no, no TV show. I just, I'm just trying to feel discomfort right now. And um, she actually, she actually loved 
the fact that I was so uh, confident to actually come up and do all that. And she ended up inviting me to, it's like, oh yeah, I have a, I'm having a huge uh, house. My son's having a huge house party. Come over there, you know, I'll introduce you to a bunch of girls there. And I was like, oh my God, that's when it was like, the fact that I just randomly went up to this lady, I just got invited to a party. And apparently she has a bunch of like women that she knows that she wants to introduce me to. That's, that's what it is. It's the reward of going into the discomfort and just watching how much the world is out there to give you. That's what's so fun and exciting. Mm. It's not the worry about, Oh, am I going to get rejected? And that like, that's where like the biggest uh, value of everything like that I've gotten from all of this. Mm. Yeah. A real change in what you focus on, which becomes bigger, which becomes more of reality. So if I'm focused on the potential rejection and how bad it is, and then it becomes really big and real versus, Oh yeah, that could happen too. But also look at this. And that's actually really interesting too, because when it comes to investing, there is an assessment of risk. You know, what's the likelihood of what's the potential upside? What's the downside? What's the likelihood? And then we you know everyone makes their own calculations and chooses accordingly. But I noticed that people that are risk averse and therefore don't invest, you know, either money or also might not take risks like walking over to someone and saying, can you please reject me? That that when we're risk averse, those people are pretty much predominantly focused on what's the downside and what could I lose? And yeah. then they focus on that, it freaks them out. And then they don't, don't act. And then the people that do invest or the people that do take risks in life, I mean, if they could be very well aware that there's a potential for downside and they focus on what could this give me? What's the potential upside and obviously you wouldn't have started a business or grown in the way that you have if you weren't willing to look at the possibility of what's up there but i think there's something really interesting here though that you're hitting on which is that life rewards you in proportion to the discomfort that you that you put out there or, or step into and so the greater the discomfort the more the reward absolutely Yep. That's, that's exactly what it is. Like the more resistant you are like, Oh, I can't like, like it's the, like, this is the world. Like, what do you, the only thing that gets like damaged is at least for me in the beginning was my ego. And I rather like work through that and just see what happens. Like, just like, there's, there's just some, if you just play full on out and just go for it and just, surrender to whatever happens happens but i'm going to give everything a hundred percent and let's just see where it takes me sure sometimes like nothing really happens and it's like okay that's like you know i'm not getting like nothing really happened i i'm just here but then there's other times where like i said like i got invited to a party my business has just taken off i, I my dad told me like hey i'm not giving you any money I, sure, I had like an initial resistance, but I'm like, well, all I'm going to lose is just some money. I might as well go all out and see what happens. And now I have this entire warehouse and a business that's booming. That's what it comes down to. The more you resist, the more 
slower your growth is. The more you just accept like, hey, this is what it is. I'm going to let life surrender to life. I'm going to let life take me wherever it needs to take me. Everything just opens up and it's, it's just beautiful that way. Yeah. And what you're highlighting there is a real important distinction, which is this acceptance and openness to what occurs. And though that's also combined with a high level of willingness to act and steer and go into discomfort, right? Because sometimes people rely on that first part of like, I'm just going to trust the universe but they're not really because they're also unwilling to experience discomfort, right? I'm going to trust the universe safely from the avoidance of my own room. And mm-hmm. I, I really do think that it takes both. There's this self-efficacy, self-drive, willingness to lean. And that's like, that's what you bring to the table. And then let go of the oars. And, and because you're showing up fully, see where life can steer you. And, and it, it can be in ways that are so much better than you imagine. And I think that's the crazy part is people can focus so much on the downside that they forget that all of the amazing stuff that you really want in life and even better than what you imagine is also going to come out of that unknown. And that's a beautiful example with the, with the woman inviting you to this thing, which one thing leads to another that you would not have predicted. Yes. And I, I think one thing that you mentioned there, and that's what's really important is the biggest growth comes from taking action. If you don't take action, and if you're just at home and you just, you know, listen to podcasts or meditation books, it's great and all you'll get like insights. But I, from my journey, I found that when I, um, when I just started taking action, that's when stuff really took off. And as soon as you let go of all that and just be like, I'm going to take the action no matter what, and I'm going to play at the highest level, I, it's, it's just been incredible. That's really what it came down to is finally letting go and taking the action to really um, step up to the plate. Yeah. Yeah. And so as you're doing that, stepping up to the plate more, what are you? Well, okay. Two, two questions. I want to ask you about your future and what you're excited about. Before that, let's, let's circle back real quick to something you said, uh, which is that you traveled and spent a couple months traveling. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that. Cause I know that's a, that's a, that's a thing that sometimes people don't think of They're, you know, they're focused on their social confidence and their dating. And I'm not necessarily thinking about that being a form of confidence or social confidence, but I can't tell you how many people that I've worked with who deep down have this desire to go somewhere, travel somewhere, maybe even alone. And just meet people or see what where life takes them, but they're scared. It's, it's a confidence issue. It's a social confidence issue. And so I'm curious, what what was that uh, decision that that leap um, to to travel, but also just to kind of open yourself up to more adventure, as it were. Yeah, yeah. Uh, initially, I had the goal of traveling just for the sake of like, hey, I'm going to travel. It'll be a fun thing to do and relaxing. And, um, as I, as I actually started putting it into action, I got to, uh, Mexico, Cancun cities, north, south of Cancun, actually. And as soon as I got into my Airbnb, I'm like, okay, now, now it's like, now I'm feeling really uncomfortable. Like, I don't know anyone here. I don't know like Spanish and 
what am I like? How am I going to get food? How am I going to order things? How am I going to like socialize with people? And oh man, that that in itself was so much tension. I was, I was, I was, I was actually scared at the time too. I was like, oh man, this is like this is really nervous, nerve wracking. Like I don't know anyone. Um, I went out and just started randomly socializing with uh people on the street i started asking if anyone knew english turned out majority of the people there especially people who worked there knew english and they would they were really friendly and they were always willing to help out people who were uh, traveling so that's kind of how i met um others there that were also traveling they travel around the world and made a bunch of friends that way joined a salsa class where i finally learned how to like move my hips properly uh so yeah just 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 yeah like everything just opened up there too like it was it's actually incredible now that i think about it i didn't i didn't think about it that way actually i was like oh yeah i'm traveling and i'm back but i i was uncomfortable as soon as i got there and as and i made a bunch of friends and got so much so much more out of it yeah, absolutely. And it comes back to that, what you were practicing way back at the beginning of the mastermind journey of talking to people at the gym. And it's one of those skills that really opens up a lot of doors. Yes. Yeah. And, and one, one other thing I want to mention about that, I did make it a goal that I wanted to travel. And I did that. A big reason why I did that is because I, it was also a way for me to prove to myself that I can commit to doing uh, and, uh, a goal that I set for myself, that I know that it's possible. And these goals that I've set aside for myself is just keeps building me and keeps giving me the motivation and power to keep going for even higher and higher goals as mm. well. Mm. I love that. So speaking of that, actually, that's a great segue into my last question, which is around the future and now that you've grown in all these ways what what do you see for yourself what do you aspire towards what excites you about your future oh man there's so much more there's so much that i um am looking forward towards uh right now the biggest thing i'm really really excited about is actually um i really want to find a lady in my life that I can settle down with and I'm I'm going on dates and stuff and it's turned into like some it's turned into something that I avoided into excitement because I'm meeting really great uh, women in my life now and I feel like that's the next big step for me that I really want and there's this one project I wish I could share it on this podcast right now but I, I'm still working on it but Oh man, even that is very, very exciting. I, I don't know. It's just, it's just so much freedom and fun that's out there. I, I don't, I even know how to explain it. Like everything is just, it's working. Everything is just going with the flow and it's just happening for me. So that's kind of what I'm focusing on right now is just dating and relationships. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, man. That's awesome. And I, I have no doubt that with the way that you approach 
there's life and especially this that that's that area will also surprise and delight you in exciting ways because you're willing to be uncomfortable and i know that we've done some of this in the group too some specifically around being real in intimate relationships and saying what you want or don't want or being just really being you and not some version of you that you think you're supposed to be so she likes you or is not upset and that willingness to be that kind of uncomfortable not only does that attract better relationships in your life but it it truly is how you create once you found someone that's great a great fit for you it's really how you create something extraordinary is you know so this this fits very much in line with your theory we're gonna have to name this Sadiq's theory Sadiq's theorem <laughs> which is and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna draw some some equations after this which is life rewards you in direct proportion to the amount of discomfort that you step into there you go. I, I want I want my name on that for sure. It is, man. It's so. yours. It's yours. <laughs> I will I will forever give credit. <laughs> I love calling it Sadiq's theorem too. It's great. <laughs> That's great. I love it, man. Well, is there anything else? Any final thoughts uh, that come to your mind for anyone listening who is curious, excited, scared, maybe has doubts? Anything at all from your journey? Any words of wisdom that you would share to me as people are, why would you wind down this interview? Uh, yeah, no, th- there's just know that what you want in life is there for the taking. The only thing holding you back is your feelings and the stories. Take the risk, take the first step towards your goals. Uh, you'll like, everyone will get there as long as you're willing to face the discomfort and willing to um, go on that journey because in the end I mean I'm still going on but in the end I know it's going to be worth it it already feels so much more freedom right now for me so go for it don't be afraid to take the risk in life that's it yeah well said man and uh even more powerful because it's from someone who is uh, living that and modeling that um, day in and day out. So awesome, awesome work. What, what, what a beautiful, uh, demonstration of what's possible and super inspiring. And I'm so glad that you're sharing with everyone listening and thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Aziz. That brings us to the end of the interview, but not quite the end of the episode because we can't leave without doing your action step, right? So what is your action step? Time. For action, action, action. Man, I'm hoping that as you listen to that interview, there is at least one thing that you thought of that might scare you that you could go do. Remember, fear is an invitation. The extraordinary life that you want is on the other side of those fears. So what's one thing that you could do today? Now, if you're listening to this at like midnight or something, maybe tomorrow morning, but other than that, if it's not midnight, it's earlier in the day literally today because if you wait if you stall it's just that pattern continues but if you make a decisive action i'm going to go do the thing now it sets something new in motion so take that bold action and until we speak again may have the courage to be who you are and to know on a deep level that you're awesome i'll talk to you soon Thanks for listening to Shrink for the Shy Guy with Dr. Aziz. 
If you know anyone who can benefit from what you've just heard, please let them know and send them a link to shrinkfortheshyguy.com. For free blogs, ebooks, and training videos related to overcoming shyness and increasing confidence, go to socialconfidencecenter.com.